and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today on March 1st, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. The piece Don't Design for AI by Johannes Schleith dives into how we should focus on solving real problems before jumping straight to AI solutions. It's like, before you fix something with a fancy tool, you gotta know exactly what needs fixing. The article stresses the importance of understanding the issue fully, problem discovery, and then exploring different ways to solve it, solution exploration. It's not all about using AI or big tech. Sometimes, simpler solutions work best. Schleith also talks about looking at how everyone involved works together, distributed cognition, and figuring out the specific tasks where AI could actually help, cognitive tasks. Plus, it's crucial to know what data you have to work with because AI is only as good as the data it learns from. Lastly, the article highlights the need for designing AI with humans in mind, ensuring it's easy to use and understand. In short, it's all about solving the right problems the right way, and sometimes AI is part of that solution. Gotham Srinivas talks about fixing UX when AI messes up in how to save your product UX when the AI goes wrong. It's like when your car's check engine light comes on. Sometimes it's a big deal, sometimes not. But with AI, mistakes happen more often and it's not always clear if it's a true alarm or a false one. The article uses examples like a messed up recommendation for a video or a driverless car not stopping. The key is, AI needs to be clear about its mistakes. Think of it as the AI saying, hey, I might get this wrong. And when things go south, it should hand the reins back to a human. It's about making AI smart, but also knowing its limits. In we need to look closely at the number of pregnant tech workers being laid off right now. By Chelsea Glasson, the focus is on a serious issue in the tech world. Glasson, who fought Google over pregnancy discrimination, highlights a growing problem. Many pregnant women in tech are losing their jobs due to widespread layoffs. Research shows 20% of working moms in the U.S. have faced pregnancy discrimination. Glasson herself was pushed out during maternity leave but managed to find another job and eventually sued Google, winning a settlement. However, not all women are so fortunate. Many are losing maternity benefits, struggling to find new jobs in a tough market, dealing with health insurance gaps, and facing stress that affects their pregnancies. Some even have to leave the country. This situation raises big questions about how tech companies treat expecting and new mothers during tough times. In Navigating Age Diversity in Design, Lessons from Thor to Masako and Beyond, by Darren Yeo, the big idea is that designing stuff, like websites and apps, shouldn't just focus on young folks. It's about making sure everyone, no matter if they're young or have been around longer, can use and enjoy what's created. The article kicks off with actor Chris Hemsworth, aka Thor, finding out he's got a higher risk for Alzheimer's, which gets him thinking about the future and family time. It's a wake-up call on how we all age and why understanding different generations is crucial. Yo points out that with seven generations alive today, 
From those born in the early 1900s to the kids of now, designers need to step up their game. The goal? To make designs that everyone can get, use, and appreciate, bridging the gap between ages and making sure no one's left out. Mike Kuchenmeister dove into the world of AI with his piece, I Tried to Become a Millionaire by Selling AI-Generated Art Online, sharing his week-long adventure. Mike's mission? To see if AI tools could help him rake in cash by creating and selling digital art. He picked some online shops like Redbubble and Etsy, used an AI called Midjourney to make his art, and got his products listed fast. His goal wasn't just about making money, but learning the ropes of AI in business. Mike found out that while AI has huge potential, it's got its limits too. He wrapped up with a mix of success and valuable lessons on using AI in the digital marketplace. Elaine, in her piece, Experience Not Technology for UX Collective, dives into how AI should be about making our digital experiences smoother, not just showing off tech. She splits AI into two. Proactive, which guesses what you need before you ask, and reactive, which responds when you do ask. Elaine argues that blending these two can make tech feel more natural and helpful in our daily tasks. The big idea? Designers should lead the way in making AI work for us, focusing on creating enjoyable and useful experiences rather than just fancy tech tricks. In Privacy, Politics, and Porn by Luis Baruman Castro, the spotlight is on Canada's political scene, likening it to a bland choice of ice cream flavors representing the main political parties. It highlights Canada's parliamentary system, contrasting it with the U.S. for its lack of dramatic political division and its constitutional respect for limited free speech. The piece touches on the controversial online harm bill, C-63, introduced by the Liberal Party, aimed at regulating online content to protect against various forms of harm but criticized for its timing and the government's recent financial blunder with the ArriveCan app. Essentially, it's a critique of Canadian politics' current state, questioning the balance between free expression and safety online. Mate Latin wrote, How my dream design job turned into a nightmare, sharing his tough journey in the design world. Initially thrilled, Mate's role turned sour due to unrealistic self-expectations and a lack of transparency about his career goals. He advises easing into new roles without trying to prove yourself too much, being open about your ambitions, and not being overly humble. He faced a toxic work environment where his hard work went unrecognized, leading to burnout. Mate stresses the importance of recognizing when a job is going nowhere and having the courage to leave for something better. He also highlights the dangers of being gaslighted by superiors and the importance of standing up for your value. Ultimately, Mate learned the hard way that sticking with a dead-end job isn't worth it and encourages others to plan their careers with a long-term perspective. In Creativity Lies in the Paradoxes by Ida Person, the piece dives into the complex world of creative minds. Person explains that being creative is a blend of feeling inspired and determined, yet also anxious and uncertain. It's about facing contradictions head-on and finding value in them, rather than seeking simplicity. The article highlights that creativity thrives on, 
embracing these paradoxes, using emotions to connect with others, and accepting the coexistence of both positive and negative feelings. Person points out that the journey of creativity isn't chosen. It chooses you, emphasizing the importance of sensitivity and the inevitable self-doubt that comes with it. Despite the challenges, including harsh critiques and the pressure to innovate, the article encourages creatives to make peace with the contradictions within themselves, suggesting this acceptance is not just vital for artists, but for everyone navigating life's complexities. Sydney DeBake's piece, Mitigating Our Impact on the Planet Through Service Design, dives into how we can lessen our environmental footprint not just through new tech, but by changing the way we live and do business. The gist is, relying solely on tech like biofuels or electric planes won't cut it because it doesn't get to the root of the problem, our overconsumption and wasteful habits. Debaki suggests a shift towards a circular economy, where everything we use and produce is reused, recycled, or composted, minimizing waste. This approach involves redesigning services to encourage behaviors and processes that are more in harmony with our planet's health. It's about smarter living and working, not just smarter gadgets. Lisa Demchenko shares her adventure in a solo designer's journey in a fast-growing startup. She dives into the deep end, shifting from a big team to flying solo in a startup. Lisa tackles everything from mingling with engineers to getting everyone on board with design thinking. She's not just designing, she's teaching, learning, and using AI to keep up with the pace. Tools like Figma and AI plugins become her best buddies. Despite the hurdles, Lisa crafts a design system, making her work smoother and teaching her team the value of good design. It's a tale of growth, collaboration, and pushing boundaries in the fast-paced startup world. In Where's the Shortcut to Canceling My Subscription? By Eliza Rosenfelder, the author dives into the frustrating world of online subscriptions. Rosenfelder shares a personal struggle with forgetting to cancel renewing subscriptions, comparing it to a perilous adventure. The core issue? Companies make signing up a breeze but canceling a Herculean task, raising questions about the legality of such practices. The article highlights the concept of dark patterns, a term popularized by Dr. Harry Brignall, to describe deceptive tactics websites use to trick people into unwanted commitments. Essentially, Rosenfelder is sounding the alarm on how these underhanded methods are making it tough for folks to escape subscriptions urging readers to stay vigilant. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.